Hey, thanks for tuning into the Beer and Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings in the craft food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. Here, I interview folks around the world who are doing mighty things in these industries. My goal is to entertain, educate, and inspire. If I'm doing those things, give us a five-star rating and a little follow over there on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you can. It goes a long way in helping others find the show. And, you know, hey, we appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by craftbrewinginsurance.com, craftdistillinginsurance.com, and insuringwine.online. And with that, let's get into it. All right, all right. Welcome into the Beer Money Things podcast. That's what you listen to while you brew. It's what you listen to while you drive, you know, or, you know, whatever the heck you're doing. It's in your ears, baby. In your ears while you drink beers. So I wanted to give a uh, little recap here to CBC. I was, I've been tired. I've been going. I usually post on Tuesdays. I got home Sunday and then uh, from CBC and then Monday night, I uh, had a late night at the Phillies game. And um, so I've been exhausted. I haven't uploaded. And uh here is the craziness of what happened. You know, Philadelphia airport, you know, it was pretty brutal. Um, so you always want to get there early, right? So Friday morning, I get there way before my flight. I'm super early. I'm chilling, um, hanging out the gate. No problem. Doing some work. Flight is uh, delayed 20 minutes, right? When I walk in. So cool. I have even more time. So I'm sitting at my gate doing some work, which is pretty cool. Now all the gates are kind of like, they have little iPads at them and you can order food and you can, I don't know, there's waitresses and, you know, servers. And it's pretty interesting. Um, it's kind of every gate is almost like a little restaurant in Philly airport. So anyway, sitting there working. Now all of a sudden my flight is delayed 45 minutes. Now, normally it's not a big deal, but you know, I have a flight in that, you know, I have a layover in Chicago, which is going to connect to Denver. And that's an hour gap. So if we're doing the math, right now, I'm delayed 45 minutes. I had 60. Now I'm down to 15. So as we start our descent, right, I'm on the airplane and we get towards Chicago. Uh, I get a message on my phone says, hey, your flight is now boarding. I'm like, great. I'm still in the air. Um, so I'm pretty positive that uh, I'm going to miss this flight. And, you know, so we land. And for some reason, like, why does it take so damn long for people to get off the airplane, right? Get your stuff. And it may not be the people's fault. It just may be, you know, getting the jetway all set up. I have no idea. If you have an answer, let me know. Um, so now, you know, again, I had 15 minutes basically when we landed and it takes, you know, 15 minutes to get off the airplane. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm at, I'm at zero, zero time. Now, finally we get off the plane and I start to run as fast as I can. I got some wheels. I can, I can move, but I got a luggage, right? And, you know, we got a mask on and I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to O'Hare. You know, we're at O'Hare Airport and the O'Hare Airport is uh, quite large. So it's kind of like when the family is trying to, uh, in Home Alone, right? They're trying to get to their airplane because they woke up late. Like, Kevin! So anyway, I am running through the airport. I'm zipping. I'm, I'm weaving in and out of people. And, uh, you know, I hear somebody out of my ear go, holy shit, he's fast. Um, so I kind of like laughing, but I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm huffing and puffing. Again, I have this mask on. I'm running and uh, I'm trying not to knock people over. I'm trying not to trip. Uh, I'm trying not to get like arrested. And uh, I don't know where my, where my gate is. So I keep running, right? I'm following H, gate H. I'm coming from K. And then I look around. I'm like, crap, I'm at eight. I'm at H something and it's not the right H. 
So I would like turn around. Okay. Arrow this way. So now I missed it. I had to go back and I am sweating. I'm out of breath and I see my gate. I'm running up. I'm like, crap, the gate is empty. I get up there to the, uh, where you scan your boarding pass. There's two people in front of me. I get my pass swiped. I walk in, they close the gate. So I made it. I made it. I made it. Now I am again, I'm on the airplane now, like waiting to get to my seat, which is in the back. And I am dripping sweat. Uh, people are like, someone's like, are you okay? I was like, I am now. Um, <laughs> but I can't breathe. Right. I have, you know, with the mask on, it, it was a little difficult to, to get some oxygen in there. So anyway, uh, I made the flight. All was good, full of adrenaline. You know, there was no, there was no napping on that flight. So just got to, uh, you know, soak it all in. Finally, um, I land in Denver. I'm pumped. And now it's just like, you know, whatever. There, there's no hurries. Um, but like, why? It was 96 degrees out. Like, what's that all about? Uh, I order an Uber. It's a hundred bucks. Like every, when I got, when I was on the plane, it was 40. As I got to where you pick up the Uber and I finally booked it, it went from like 40 to 60 to 80 to a hundred. It was like, it was like $94 or something crazy. And it was a fit, you know, it was 55 minutes. So I guess that kind of works. And it was uh, high traffic time. It was actually like five o'clock on the dot uh, when we landed. So, uh, and I'm like looking out the, looking out the window of the car and I'm like, why? I don't even see the Rockies. Turns out you couldn't see them because of the wildfires. Uh, the the smoke was just clouding the uh, the view. Uh, it was pretty wild. So anyway, I'm staying at the hotel where the uh, convention is, right? the Craft Brewers Conference. And, uh, you know, I finally, I get there, I check in. And while I'm standing there, I'm like, I'm still like sweaty. I need a shower. And uh, I see a bar and I'm like, all right, so... I'm going to get a beer and then I'm going to go to my room, get all cleaned up and whatnot. So I walk over, start striking up a conversation with the folks from Omega Yeast, big shouts to Omega Yeast. And then I uh, hop in line. And while I'm in line, uh, this guy next to me, I don't know, we were like, why are all these people here? It was like, uh, they were all like fancy dressed. It was almost like there was a gala or, or some sort of wedding. So uh, anyway, it turns out he's from like the county next to me. And then I tell him, you know, where I'm at. And he's like, oh, my daughter goes to that university right? Westchester University. I'm like, oh, I've just finished my, you know, being a president of the alumni group for the last three years. So naturally he's like, all right, well, hey, you know, Westchester University, we're local. We're in the same business. He's a CPA. I'm an insurance. And uh, he's like, I'm buying you a beer. And I was like, I'll take it. It's been a freaking crazy day already. So uh, we schedule a meeting that uh, we're going to go uh, do a little brewery tour and link up um, on the, the 29th here. And uh, then we go, we part ways. I finally get to my room and take some pictures. I unwind, uh, you know, pictures out. I had the mountain view. Now I can kind of see the mountains. It's a little better, but it was the dirtiest window I've ever seen. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty funny to do, you know, it's like uh, pretty mountains, dirty windows was like a, what I was thinking about. It's almost like a country song. So anyway, for the conference, I made two uh, non-sweaty t-shirts, uh, the beer insurance guy on the front on the backs of the beer money things podcast. So this actually was key. I was like, ah, I'm not going to wear it. I was like, but I made it. I made it for this event. I'm going to freaking wear it. So anyway, I get the invite. Uh, you know, my, my plan is to go seven to 10 to the, it's called the Walnut room. And I got invited by a bill from victory 
Brewing. Uh, it's, a, it's the class of 1996, 25-year breweries partying, right? So, you know, I, I, I show up in the Uber and I see uh, James. He's a brewer in Maryland. He's brewed at, a, you know, Cape May in New Jersey and a, a number of other places. So I run into him. I haven't seen him since the last CBC, I feel like, that I went to in Nashville. He's the man. So he's like, go around back. The beer line is shorter. So I do that. Now I'm supposed to really check in at the front desk and get a wristband and I don't get like two drink tickets. Anyway, uh, I eventually do that. But so I go around back, walk in. I see Bill from Victory. First person I see. I'm like, dude, you invited me here. You're the first person I run into. You the man. Thank you. This is great. So all these special 25-year beers. I finally had the 805 Blonde from Firestone Walker. What a fantastic beer. But you can't get that out this way. And uh, so, you know, the pizza's killer. The beers are dope. Uh, there's a this awesome two-piece band that, you know, upright bass and a guitar. And it's kind of like Conway Twitty or something out of like a John Wayne movie. And then, you know, then uh, then they do the celebration. They cheers. They toast. You know, all the folks that are 25 years old. So, and check out this lineup, right? All these 25-year-old breweries. So, it's me, you know, the beer insurance guy, hanging out with all these guys. Firestone Walker, Beer Republic, Two Brothers, Smaltz, Coronado, Victory, Stone, Iron Hill, Original Sin Cider, Thirsty Beer, Lake Placid, BJ's, a few others. Like this was this was the real deal. Uh, in the we were in the Rhino District of uh, Denver. This was fantastic. So it's like you know it's me, it's these guys. We're drinking these special beers. Uh, we're having a blast. Then this other band comes on. It's kind of like Almond Brothers, and they have a uh, they have a this girl who's playing the violin. It's like. Dude, Almond Brothers with a with a kick-ass violin, like that was that was the real deal. So hanging out there, everyone's jamming, rubbing elbows with these folks that you know I just met. We're having a blast, we're high-fiving. Um, party's just about over, and I noticed that on my way to the party, right? I passed Epic Brewing and 10 Barrel. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I look at my phone. All right, Epic is 600 feet away. So I'm going there. Uh, at Epic, I get a flight and a sandwich. The woman sits down next to me and she's like, I'm the CEO of Epic. I was like, okay, no, you're not. But we just ended up playing off that for a while. You know, she's totally bullshitting me. We ended up chatting for a while and then I grab a tap. I, I, I'm sitting there and I, I feel a tap on my shoulder. It's Jason Lavery from Erie, Pennsylvania, Lavery Brewing. So now, you know, hanging out with them, it's funny to always just go to a different city and, and see people, you know. Uh, so sit there, we grab a beer. Then we, we head over to uh, um, 10 barrel, kind of a nightcap. It's, it's late and we're tired. And now I'm two. It's really like it's midnight. So it's two o'clock my time, you know, 2 a.m. And I'm, I'm beat. So um, we head over, grab a Pilsner over at a 10 barrel on the rooftop, which is, it was a perfect night. It was nice and uh, just nice to be up there. So big shouts, Lavery Brewing, big shouts, 10 barrel, uh, really nice facility, really cool. So now I'm like, all right. I get home, it's 3 a.m., you know, in my mind, my body. And, uh, you know, 1 a.m. that time, I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep in. Uh, I set my alarm for like 10. I woke up at 8, and I was just laid there anyway because I was like, I need to. I need to do that. Um, eventually call my kids. You know, it's it's like 10.30. I, like an idiot, made a decaf coffee, and then I realized that I was like, well, this ain't going to do me any good. So I call my kids. They're already done with gymnastics and field hockey. They're like half their day's over. I'm just waking up. And I brought a, the, the little tiny chirp wheel for my back. So, you know, I could, uh, you know, be a human, do a quick little hit workout and uh, grab breakfast and head over to the expo, check in, get my swag bag, immediately run into Ryan from uh, Fueled by Hops 
and um, who I just met from two weeks earlier in Pittsburgh. And we turns out, you know, I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and he's from Easton. So basically neighboring towns on the Eastern part of PA and uh, just, just pretty wild. It's a small little world and um, never know who you run into. Uh, first, you know, the next person I see is uh, Matt Steinberg, Exhibit A Brewing. Big shout out to Matt. Thank you, buddy. And, uh, you know, I, I zip all around the conference floor, uh, 20,000 steps, something like that. Um, you know, I handed out over 50 business cards. I collected over 50 business cards. Uh, you know, I had to go get my trucker hats. Uh, it's always my favorite part of CBC. Um, you know, keep catching up with people. You can grab the little four ounce beers. So like before I head over to like the Zuckerman booth, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go see Jason. So I might as well uh, grab a little beer for him. We had a little beer together. And uh, big shouts at my new nice uh, Zuckerman polo shirt. I dig it. I like it. So I'm there uh, 11 to 5. Pretty much ran the shoe, the soles off my shoes. Introduce myself to people, meet new people. Um, and I head, uh, head back to my room. Quick uh, drop off all the swag, decompress for a minute. Reserve my Uber for tomorrow's trip to the airport. Right Tomorrow's Sunday. I have a flight at noon. 11.58 to be exact. So 9.20, boom, Uber, booked it. Now it's time to head to Ratio Beer Works. And uh, I look at the Ubers and they're 40 bucks to go like 15 blocks. It's a mile and a half. I'm like, no, oh, this is stupid. Uh, I got the, the invite from Ecos. Big shouts, uh, Landon and Josh. Thank you. Um, they have this, they have a party, right? At Ratio Beer Works, right? That's such a cool brewery. Uh, I should have grabbed a shirt, but I got enough t-shirts. Um Head over there. I scoot there, dude. I am laughing the whole way. So, you know, I see these scooters all over town the night before. And I'm like, I should do that. I really want to do that, you know, but not after, you know, a few beers. So uh, I look it up, lift, lime. I'm like, all right, I can, uh, I can scoot 15 blocks for like $4.67. Totally doing it. Best decision uh, I've made in a long time. Um, had a blast. I laughed the whole way to ratios. I'm zipping through. You know, there's there's the um, there, there's a a lane on the street that you just zip on your scooter. You got to obey the traffic laws naturally, but uh, like I just got to ride a scooter like a little kid. I'm laughing my ass off. Just can't believe you know I'm zipping through the the houses. You know, seeing the different architecture, seeing the different people, different parts of the neighborhoods. I end up at you know, and I have to stop like every couple blocks, like make sure I know where I'm going because you can't really. Big shouts to, well, not big shouts. I would say, hey, Lime, um, put a thing on your scooters where I can connect my phone to it so I can see my GPS instead of every seven blocks stopping to make sure I'm going the right way. Um, but such a such a cool thing. You got the breeze blowing, you're zipping around, they go 15 miles per hour, I maxed out that baby. And uh, just having a just having a blast. So what a good memory. But I, I get the ratio and there's like, you know, 30 scooters outside. So everybody's just doing their scooter thing, drop it off. You know, you take a picture of it, say I'm done. It, it locks it. And then, uh, you know, I hop in the ratio, grab my wristband. I'm immediately greeted by Landon and Josh. Uh, Josh is the owner. And uh, the woman's like, do you have, uh, are you on the list? And Josh looks at me, he looks at her and he nods. He goes, he's good. And I was like, sweet. So put on my wristband. And I immediately see Chris Farman of Small Batch Standard, uh, CPA firm. We grab a beer, uh, we cheers it. We hit the taco bar. Right now, I'm sitting next to these folks at uh, Crooked Stave. 
I grab a seat and she's like, the girl next to me is like, dude, this band, have you heard of me? I was like, no, I just got here. And she's like, they are playing all the songs that I never realized I knew all the words to. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. They're wearing all neon uh, fanny packs. Uh, dude, uh, he's got a fanny pack on his hat. Like, this is the real deal. Uh, a lot of Beavis and Butthead, like uh, in between songs, having a blast. Um, it's Blink. The name of the band is Blink 90210. Big shouts. Thanks, guys, for uh, following the podcast now. Um, but it's cracking up. I never knew so many brewers love this kind of music, but it was like, Nirvana, Bowling for Soup, Lit, Cranberries. Um, they were playing, obviously, Blink-182. Uh, and a lot of just kind of like, for me, that was kind of high school, college music. Uh, no, I guess middle school, high school, really. I'm sorry. And just like cracking up. Now, I have another event with Arrived and Craft Beer Professionals. Big shout out to Andrew and Dave. And this is that great divide. It's essentially the same time. And I was like, guys... I'm not leaving this band. These everyone is jumping around, laughing. The beer is awesome. It's such a nice day out. You know, we're outside, um, and again, just meeting new people, having a blast. Got the taco bar. Got the the band actually blew out the amp like twice, uh, and that was like, all right, well, I'm going to get a beer. And then uh, they come back on, and um, it was just funny. Like everybody was singing uh, again, and. and to the point of the the folks from Crooked State, like these are all the songs you you didn't realize you knew all the words to, and damn right it was hilarious. Um, you know these guys are neon socks, neon guitars. Uh, it was just funny, dude. We had a blast. So I text Great Divide or I text uh, Andrew at Craft Beer Professionals like, don't leave, but I can't leave yet because this band is is killing it, and uh, we're just not leaving. So. Eventually the band ends. They say, you know, they're like, we're going to play one more song, but really we're going to play two more. So they do that. And then they play one more to end it. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. So now band says goodbye. I find the nearest scooter, uh, make my way to great divide. And I kind of get lost on the scooter again. Cause I have to, now it's dark out and I am trying to figure out my way. I have to stop every once in a while to, you know, pull out the GPS, make sure I'm going the right way. You know, phone's kind of dying. And, uh, but I get to great divide and oh my God, I, you know, it was the barrel room. So I figured it was like a small little spot. This place is giant. It's probably, it's probably 60,000 square feet. It was unbelievable. So I walk in, I immediately see Jason Sleeman. Um, I, I meet, see the folks from ABS commercial. I see Dave Norman who, you know, a lot of these guys like, you know, wild goose, um, Alexis, dude, what a, what a good time on the floor run into all them. And they know me, like, I never met them. I know Alexis just from zoom and the podcast, but what they did was, you know, now pretty much as their onboarding program, wild goose, those employees now are listening to my interview with Alexis Foreman. It's episode uh, 104, 105, 106, something like that. And you know, this is part of their onboarding process so that they know the story of a riot or a wild goose. So when I'm standing there talking to Alexis, they're all coming over like high five. I'm like, dude, we love the episode. We love your podcast. Like it was really neat to see. And again, I have my beer, many things podcast, you know, on the back of my t-shirt beer insurance guy on the front. Can't really confuse who I am at this point. And uh, so a lot of fun, but yeah, I run into Dave Norman from arrived as soon as I walk in at a great divide and, you know, we, we immediately, you know, hugging. We have these little, you know, on our name tags, uh, red, yellow, or green. Mine's green means bring it in for a hug. And uh, it's it's just cool to meet these people. Uh, the band was playing Sublime as soon as they walked in, little talking heads. 
and we're jamming, having a good time and, and just seeing all the people that, you know, I've talked to, um, the people that I've done podcasts with or emailed with that I never met in person. Finally, it was just nice to get out and, and meet everybody. Uh, Andrew Copeland, we had a really great conversation. Good to hang. Um, and they had a really cool thing inside was, you know, they had these big garbage cans and then with basketball. So you're playing beer pong with garbage cans and basketballs indoors. It was pretty cool. And uh, so they're about two hours decide it's time to head back. It's enough mingling. I'm freaking beat. I got a text from Bill Kovaleski from victory. He's like, Hey, do you want to meet up for a beer? I'm like, sure. I'll probably be there in about 15 minutes. Then he's like, you know, after a couple of minutes, I'm waiting for the Uber and whatnot, trying to figure out where we're going. He's like, you know what? I'm freaking beat. I'm going to bed. I was like, that's cool. I'll catch you when I get home. I was like, I'm going to probably just go home and go to bed. Anyway, I see Jason Sleeman outside. He's grabbing an Uber and he's with Eric Coleman. Now I don't know Eric, but I'm like, guys, can I, can I ride back with you? I'll split it with you. Let's, let's get the guy to get back to the hotel. So we grabbed this uh, Uber back and um, Eric and I were like, all right, well, we're going to like, I'm kind of in the mood for an old fashioned. Like, all right, cool. We're at the hotel bar basically next door. And all I got to do is uh, eat some food have an old fashioned, go to bed. Well, uh, had a burger, had three old fashions. Eric and I became like best friends. Morgan from Buttonwoods Brewery shows up and he's got this hat. It says lager, 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 lager. I'm cracking up. The thing's fantastic. So again, I never met Eric before, but we talked for like two hours. We became best buddies. Um, such a good dude. Big shouts, Eric, you the man. And as the night kind of gets foggy, we part ways. He goes to bed. I, I start to head into bed and it's, I think it's like midnight. Again, I'm an Uber coming at 9.20 for my 11.58 flight. Airport's about 30 minutes away. Uh, turns out I didn't set my alarm. I fell asleep. Uh, I woke up at 10.26 with numerous missed calls from an Uber driver and my wife. Uh, now I'm just like panicked. I got crap all over the room. I didn't pack anything. I didn't set my alarm. And I'm like, holy crap. I brush my teeth. I run downstairs. Now I don't eat. I got nothing to drink. I'm just like, I'm not making this flight pull up the Uber app, book it 14 minutes away. I'm like, ah, it's too far. I'm like, there's no way I'm making this. Pull up Lyft, two minutes away. Boom, book it. Dude picks me up. Airport, 30 minutes away. My flight is at 11.58. I am sweating. I'm stressed. I'm hungover. Uh, I get a $30 charge for missing my Uber. It's all good. Lyft picks me up, steps on it. No traffic. I'm like, dude, there's no way. You know, I'm not making this flight. I don't see... I don't even talk much in the car to the driver. I'm just like, dude, I just, I'm beat. I'm worried. I look up flights on my phone uh, to return home. It says no more flights to Philadelphia today. Today. I'm like, what? This is insane. I can't sleep in the airport. I got to make this flight. He's zipping through traffic. He's only doing like 65, but we get there on time. It's 1118. My flight is at 1158. My flight is boarding as I get to the airport. Now, thankfully, most airports are not like Philadelphia where you got to get there like 17 hours early to get through security, but it's 1128 and I'm just going through, I'm in line for security. You know, take my shoes off, run my bags through. And, you know, I can't be upset. You know, I can't be mad at anyone else. I just got to be patient um, and uh, let, let things handle themselves. So we get through security in like seven minutes. They have to scan my shoes. They're like, we need to review your sneakers. I'm like, okay. So they like run some litmus test, stick it in a machine. Like two minutes go by and I'm just like, like what? I'm going to miss this flight. Get through, give me my sneakers back. I run again to 
the dang, uh, the dang deal. Run to my gate. And guess what? I get there on time. There are so many people in line. It's 11, like 40. And there are a million people in line. There is no way I'm missing this flight. Now there is me sweating and out of breath again and having to sit next to somebody who probably, I guess maybe you can't smell me because now I have the, uh, we all have masks on. We can't smell our sweaty people next to us. So I have a window seat. I haven't eaten. I had about eight ounces of water. I'm out of breath. I'm nasty. Again, the line is long. Uh, it's at group three boarding. I'm in group six and I'm just like laughing. Like this is, this is, I take a funny picture of my face to my wife. Like I made it. I get on the plane, window seat, close my eyes. Now I, I full of adrenaline, freaking out. Uh, I can't really fall asleep, but I think I do. Eventually I wake up, I have a little bit of apple juice and a cookie and uh, back to sleep. It's about a three hour flight. I wake up with like 45 minutes left to go uh, in Philadelphia. I lift the window shade up. I admire the sights out the windows, the rivers, the lakes, the houses, the factories, the trees, the farmland. And I'm so grateful that I made this flight. Uh, it was a memorable experience and not really for reasons that I want to remember, like speeding through an airport or reenacting Home Alone in O'Hare. But uh, I hope to never cut it close like that again. And, um, you know, after about a 50 minute drive home from the Philly airport, I pull into my driveway. And uh, my freshly showered kids meet sweaty, dirty me at the door with hugs. Daddy! And that was it. I was like, dude, this is so good to be home. Life is good. Uh, there's a hot meal ready for me. I need nourishment drastically and hydration. It's awful. It's almost 8 p.m. now in Pennsylvania. Um, I've now gone, I don't know, 16 hours with like no food or drink, essentially. Time for bed for the girls. Put them to bed. I grab a much needed shower and you know, again, I'm just exhausted. I'm relieved. I'm tired. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm home safe. I'm grateful for my peers in this industry. I'm grateful for this industry. I'm grateful for these fantastic memories. And um, it kind of makes me, uh, you know, think about the quote that, you know, people don't remember what you say to them, but they, they remember how you made them feel. And, you know, just such great camaraderie out there uh, in Denver with the industry and my peers. And, you know, I just smiled and laughed at so many people that I've never met in person. And now I've met them and uh, we just, you know, we never met in person, but we, you know, we're all hugging, we're high five and we, we just, we felt like we knew each other for years. So again, beverage industry, I love you. I'll see you next year in CBC. Uh, in Minneapolis, I've requested to be a speaker there, uh, put out some, uh, some valuable content for folks. Uh, we shall see if I get accepted, but, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to my journey and, uh, cheers and beer, mighty things. right. That'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. I hope you learned something. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if so, tell a friend, leave that five-star rating I mentioned earlier and comment on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on any platform. Spread it around the world. Let's make it happen. I appreciate y'all. Cheers and beer mighty things.